Hello and welcome to the Gritty Men podcast. We are a brotherhood of godly men living God's way for God's glory. And we exist to call men to make disciples, to encourage and inspire men to fight the good fight, to keep the faith, and to finish the race. Today on our podcast, we're going to be talking about the term grit the, the need for grit in the lives of us as Christian men in the days in which we're living in. We're also going to discuss how we become gritty men. We're not born gritty men, we're made gritty men. And there is a process in which God uses by His grace to help develop grit in our life. And we know we desperately need grit in these days. We're also going to address what some of the things that stand in opposition in our life to grit and endurance? What are some things that inhibit or limit us to be gritty men? And so we'll address those and see what the Bible has to say about that as well. I do just want to welcome you guys here today. I'm glad you've taken time to spend a few minutes uh, uh, with me and uh, hope that you'd like to be a part of this brotherhood of godly men living God's way for God's glory. Grit. Let's look at the definition of grit. Grit means firmness of mind or spirit. It is unyielding in courage in the midst of hardship and danger. Simply put, my definition is endurance to the end. That's what grit is. The word grit is not found in the Bible, but we do find words that mean the very same thing. One of those words that we learn and read about in Scripture a whole lot is the word endurance. In fact, some translations you'd use the word um, steadfastness in the same uh, context. Uh, endurance means this. It's the ability to withstand hardship or adversity, especially to sustain in prolonged stressful effort or activity. So adversity is a big part of how we learn the value of endurance, how we develop endurance in our life. It is very, very, very important for us as men to understand the significance of adversity in our life and how we are to look at adversity. How are we to, um, to pursue godliness and grit in the midst of adversity? In fact, adversity is used to develop grit in our life, and it is a gift of God's grace, no question. Adversity is not your adversary. We have an adversary. We know who that is. Satan and all of the demonic hordes that serve him and left in rebellion against God. They're actively working tirelessly in this world today. He is the little G God of this age. He is our adversary. But adversity is actually a gift from God, and it's a gift of his grace. And the reason it's such a gift of grace is because it produces grit or endurance in the life of a believer. In fact, for you and I, it's essential that we understand the significance of adversity in our life. Gritty men are not born, as we've already mentioned. Uh, gritty men are made. Some of you watching this um, have learned and developed a mindset and body and spirit uh, of grittiness, and you've, you've become that uh, over a process of time. And adversity is what has helped you become the gritty men that you are today. And we live in a society that doesn't like adversity. We live in a society that wants things easy. 
we live in a society of compromise and tolerance and all of those things. Our flesh loves ease and comfort. But the Bible teaches that we need adversity in our life. And in fact, it's a gift of God. He allows things in our life in order that we will develop grit or endurance because we desperately are going to need endurance not only today but in the days to come as we as men lead our lives, our family, and also churches and communities. So just remember this, that gritty is not something you're born with. You're not born with grit, um, but you, you will be developed into gritty men through adversity, and that's what God chooses to do in our life. The Bible has much to say about our need for endurance and uh, in the life of a Christian. In fact, in James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, uh, James says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, when you face trials of many kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance or endurance, and endurance must finish its work so that you become mature, complete, lacking nothing. That's what James says. He says, Consider this pure joy when you face adversity in your life. We're to embrace this and look at it as a tool that God is using in order to make us more gritty and to develop an endurance in us that we must have in relation to our faith and in relation to how we live as godly men in this culture, in this time, as husbands, as fathers, as sons, as grandfathers, as leaders in our communities. We desperately need this and leaders in our churches today as well. Now, the word that he uses here when he talks about um, the, uh, the steadfastness or the producing of these things, it actually is grit. I mean, it's, it's endurance and it's steadfastness and it's patient waiting. And this is stuff that you learn. I think about the Apostle Paul in Philippians. He talks about what he has learned. He had learned the value of being content. And this was towards the end of Paul's life. He'd been writing these letters from prison. He had spent many years in prison, all for the sake and the cause of Christ. But Christ, through the adversities in Paul's life, had taught him some very important, valuable things that he had to learn. And it required adversity in order for Paul, by God's grace, to learn how to endure and to be patient in suffering and how to look at suffering in a positive way that God would use that in his life as a gift of grace to develop grit in his life. And there's no doubt that the Apostle Paul was a very gritty man. Uh, we would not argue that whatsoever. Um, the truth is, in our culture, most of us uh, see that we're being taught to run from adversity. Um, but through adversity, God's grace enables us to grow and to learn how to endure and to be steadfast and to have endurance. And it's very, very important that God does this in our life. Paul mentions here, number one, as we look at this word, endurance, it produces endurance or grit as a result of staying gritty to the end of the adversity through trial and results. And so the Apostle Paul also will reiterate this. James talks about this. Um, we're going to see this in the life of Christ as well, which is the perfect example of what gritty really looks like. A man of sorrows and adversity. You know, Jesus Christ experienced those things as well. Um, the second thing we see here is that this adversity and these trials, they do something in us. They, they, they make a they bring about a perfecting work. A perfecting work means bringing our faith to maturity. Um, we're never going to mature 
Um, our bodies are never going to get stronger. Our spirit won't be stronger. Our minds will never be stronger if we don't push them to go through adverse things in our lives. We just have to do that. And it is a purposeful thing. God is using these things by a gift of grace, and that is the perfecting work. That is the maturing work. That is the work that makes our faith complete. And then Paul mentions here, excuse me, James mentions here the fact that this word also, uh, enduring, is a finishing work. These trials bring about the endurance, and it's a finishing work. It's a finishing of our faith. It is, it is the way in which we run and endure to the very end. And God uses these things to develop this in our life. In short, a gritty faith to the finish line. A faith that is not uh, lacking in any way, shape, or form. Paul was a man of adversity. And let's listen to what he writes here in Scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, 23 through 28. You can follow along if you'd like to in your Bibles, but that's 2 Corinthians 11, 23 through 28. Uh, the Apostle Paul here writing, speaking about others that are serving Christ, how they were supposedly super apostles and you know doing so much for the kingdom. And Paul here is kind of being a foolish person. Uh, in a foolish way, making comments about his own life and what he has endured for the sake and call of Christ. And he says this about these and then goes on about himself. He says, are they servants of Christ? Paul says, I am a better one. I am talking like a madman with far greater labors, far more imprisonments, with countless beatings and often near death. Five times I received at the hands of the Jews the forty lashes less one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I was adrift at sea. On frequent journeys I was in danger from rivers, danger from robbers, danger from my own people, danger from the Gentiles, danger in the city, danger in the wilderness, danger at sea, danger from false brothers, in toil and hardship through many a sleepless night, in hunger, thirst, often without food, in cold and exposure. And apart from all other things, there's the daily pressure on me of my anxiety for all the churches. Paul was a man that experienced a lot of adversity in his life. And God allowed these things in Paul's life in order to produce in Paul the endurance that would be needed for him, the grit that Paul would need to stand to the opposition that he would face. And let's just be honest, guys, as Christian men, we are literally going against the flow. And that's what adversity is. Adversity is going against the flow. It's pushing back against us. And we are straightforwardly going into it. And that's what we do. As a Christian, we're going against the cultural norms of the day. Those things that are cliche and that are being pushed upon our society today. We as Christian men do not fall into those things. In fact, we push back against them and we move forward. And that's why we need this grit in our life and many other reasons for sure. So the Apostle Paul, no doubt, man, he was a man of grit. Uh, Paul wasn't born a gritty man, but by God's grace, through adversity allowed in Paul's life, he was a gritty man all by God's goodness. And his endurance and his faith uh, was, was bolstered and matured to a point of finishing without lacking. That's how Paul 
um, grew to be who he was in Christ Jesus. God allowed these things to develop this grit in his life. Now we know this, uh, not only society, but unfortunately in our churches today, there are many males out there. Not, not men of God necessarily, but males. Um, and to be honest with you, frankly, it's disgusting to see how society likes to, um, to show their opinion of what males really are, whether it's a father in a sitcom or, 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 or any male whatsoever. It's, it's pathetic to look at the way that they've emasculated what true men really are. And that's what we're really about. We're trying to regain uh, what God has called us to and what God has called us for. We have a mighty purpose, a great purpose, and men, we are desperately needed today. Uh, but we're needed in a way of men who have grit and men who have endurance and men who will push against adversity, um, not seeking the easy way, not looking for um, ease and comfort, but actually embracing things that are hard and difficult. And you know this, in our own lives, there are things that are difficult and hard, and we don't shirk those tasks. We embrace those, and we push through those things by God's grace, and we learn how to build grit in the midst of adversity. Now, we also said that we're going to learn today a little bit about those things that are in opposition to us developing this endurance or this grit in our life. And here's just a few of them, and the list is, is very long, but you, you, you could even add to this list uh, very, very quickly. Number one, we know that sin um, is, is in opposition to us developing this grit in our life. And sin really is a compromising of our values, our characters. It's, it's compromising uh, to the obedience of what we've been given uh, in Christ to follow after Him and His Word. It's in compromise to the Holy Spirit's leading and guiding in our life. And so sin ultimately is compromise. And it is an opposition to the development of grit in our life and endurance in our faith and maturity. Another one that we see is very prevalent today, guys, and you know this to be true. Everywhere we go, we see uh, help wanted signs. There's, there's people uh, in companies and businesses. Many of you watching here are businessmen, and you've seen this very thing to be true. It's hard to find good help today. Men that are willing to do a full day's work to receive their pay. Men with character. Men with integrity who will work hard. I mean, it's becoming something that is difficult to find. And so laziness is in opposition to grit and to developing endurance in our life. In fact, you know your flesh, your body, uh, it wants to have the tendency to be lazy in certain aspects of our life. So laziness, that's another one of those. Complacency, um, just laissez-faire, just becoming complacent, um, not continuing to be steadfast and moving forward, uh, being complacent, um, can lead us into sin, and complacency really is um, just a short, direct line from laziness. Uh, complacency is much like it, but complacency means uh, it's the willingness to stay where we are and not advance, not improve, and not pursue. It's just staying where you are, and that's a dangerous place for us to be as men. We do not need to be complacent as, uh, as godly men in our own walk with the Lord. Uh, we, we need to be uh, men that are aware, that are watchful, uh, realizing that we have an enemy and we, there's temptation and all those things around us. We need to be aware. Complacent men are in a dangerous place. Not only that, but we need to be um, non-complacent in our marriages 
And as fathers, we can't be complacent and be raising children in a way that truly honors and glorifies Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ. We, we need not be complacent in those things as well. And we could talk about many, many different things. Here's another one. Not only complacency, laziness, uh, and sin or compromise, but here's another one, excuses. Um, anytime you find an excuse welling up inside you, you know that that's an affront and it's an opposition to what grit would be or endurance. It's the opposite of that. So excuses, in other words, not taking ownership for what we need to take ownership for in our life or making excuses for why we are where we are, blaming others, all of those things. We can't do that. That's not how we'll grow and we'll mature and our faith will become gritty and we'll endure. That's not the way we build that. So excuses, complacency, laziness, sin. Finally, um, the ease and comfort. And how many of you know this is a very true thing? Our bodies desire ease and comfort. Um, my body doesn't feel like going to the gym every day and working out. It, it doesn't feel like that. But what I have to do is override how I feel because I know that my body desires ease and it desires comfort. So when that wells up, I know that it's an affront and it's an opposition to me being the gritty man of God that I desire to be and that God desires for me to be. And so we just push through that. We go to the gym. We work out. We have disciplines in our life that we do. Um, we do the hard things. And we push through those things. Why? Because it's developing an endurance in us and a grittiness that we desperately need um, in our day and in our time. Um, the Apostle Paul is an example of someone who did not allow these things and others that we've just mentioned uh, to rule in his life. He did not. Um, he pushed back against those things and fought desperately against them. In Philippians chapter 3, 7 through 16, I know it's a little lengthy, but I want to read this to you um, just to help us have a little different understanding maybe about the importance and significance of this and how Paul did this in his life. Listen to what Paul says here in Philippians chapter 3. Starting in verse 7, he says, But whatever were gains to me, talks about all that he was, he was a Jew of Jews. He was a Pharisee. He, he goes through the list of everything that Paul was before Christ. And now he's going to talk about what he is now and what he has found in Christ. And Christ is the surpassing worth of everything. That's the value of Christ in our life. But listen to Paul. But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because... Of this reason, the surpassing value or worth of knowing Christ, Jesus my Lord. For whose sake I, Paul says, have lost all things. I consider them garbage, that I might gain Christ and be found in him. See, Paul was single-minded. He was goal-oriented in his life. Men, we need goals in our life. We are driven to achieve goals. And we need endurance in the adversity of the achievement of those goals. We have to have grit and to push through to the very end. We have to have that. And you're going to need this in every area of your life. Every single area of your life, you need grit, you need endurance, you need steadfastness. You must have these things uh, as we live our life during this time. Paul said all of that stuff was rubbish. He said, Christ and knowing him as Lord is the surpassing value of all things. It over, over and supersedes every other aspect and everything of Paul's life. Christ and 
following Christ was Paul's goal and his aim. That's what we talked about. We want to be God's men living God's way, and we also want to be doing things um, in a manner that glorifies God. So it's God's men living God's way for God's glory. That's really Paul the Apostle's sole focus. It was to know Christ. It was to follow Christ, to pursue Christ, to let Christ reign and live in his body. And that was the desire of the Apostle Paul. Paul says this as he goes on. I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law. Thank God we don't have to have gain access and righteousness before God by the law. We have that by faith in Christ. All an object of God's grace and mercy. And Paul says, but that which is through faith in Christ, that's how he was made righteous before God, not the works of the flesh or the law. The righteousness that comes from God is on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ, Paul says. Here's his goal. This is his aim. His pursuit was to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and the participation in his sufferings. We're going to read this all through Scripture. Adversity, sufferings, knowing the adversity and sufferings of Christ. Paul says, I want to know these things because in knowing about adversity and suffering for the cause and the name of Christ, I know more about who Christ is in my life. I learn more about Christ. I know Christ in a different way and in a better way, Paul says. He says, also becoming like him in his death and so somehow attaining to the resurrection of the dead. Now that I have already, not that I've already obtained all of these things. Paul says, I haven't made it yet. But Paul wasn't complacent where he was. Paul says, I haven't arrived yet. I haven't achieved this yet, but I am pursuing it with everything that I have. And Paul goes on to say, or that I've already arrived at my goal. Paul says, I haven't reached it, but I press on to, make, to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, I forget what is behind and I strain toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. That is awesome. That's what we're doing as godly men, as men of God, as Christ followers. We are doing this very thing. We are forgetting what's behind. We are pressing forward to the goal, the upward call of Christ Jesus for that which Christ has called me to. That is what we're doing. And we need grit in order for us to do this in a way that honors and glorifies the Lord Jesus Christ in our life. We read of Paul's gritty faith here now as he's now ending, the, ending his life. He's coming to the finish line. He's coming. He can see it. It's quickly approaching. Paul now, in the latter years of his life, he's a mature Christian. He's experienced much adversity. He has had a lifetime from the time he had encountered Christ in, in uh, Romans, uh, in, excuse me, in uh, Acts chapter 9, uh, in the conversion that Paul had on the Damascus Road. And now he has been in this journey of sanctification and this pursuit of knowing Christ, learning Christ, loving Christ, following Christ, and learning about his sufferings, taking part in those things in order that he might gain Christ and know and love him better. 
And Paul says here at the end of his life, it has worked. The grit that was developed in my life is paid off. The endurance of my faith, it is evident. And this is what we're really attaining to and looking to in our life, men. This is it. Paul says, we know this verse, I have fought the good fight. Paul says, I, I'm in a fight. We're in a real fight here. But he says, it's a good fight. And Paul says, I have fought the good fight. He wasn't a sideliner. He was a man in the arena, and he was living life in a manner that he would win. He was fighting a good fight. He says, I have finished the race. Paul says, I, I've come to the end. The finish line is here. I have finished. I didn't drop out along the way. I finished it. Why have I finished it? Remember what James said, that this, this, this adversity that God by his grace allows in our life, it develops a perseverance or an endurance of our faith. And there's a maturity that happens. And there's a finishing that is happening. All that we will finish this race by the glory to the glory of God. And then Paul goes on and says, I have kept the faith. So not only this, I fought, I have finished, and I have kept. Paul has done these things all by God's grace, through adversity, having grit, applying that endurance to his life, and the Apostle Paul coming to the end of his life. This is how he's finishing. And listen to the, the prize that he is waiting to receive. Now there is in store for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, the day that I end this race, Paul says, I am looking forward to Jesus Christ, my Redeemer and my Lord, giving me the crown of righteousness. And then he says, but not only to me, but also who long for his appearing. Men, we need to, like Paul, embrace adversity and apply uh, the endurance factor in all areas of our life. We need to not run from adversity. We need to embrace adversity. And we can look at it this way. And we can realize that it's a gift of God's grace. Whether you're going to go to the gym today and you're going to work out and you're going to, and you're going to put your body through uh, adversity, well, the whole point and reason why we do that is because we know that through the adversity the body receives the outcome of that will actually be for the better of the body. Strength comes from that. Endurance comes from that. Grit comes from that. We apply it to our marriages, to fatherhood, to son, to grandparenting. We apply it to business. We apply it to the church. We apply it to the hobbies we have and the things that we get to enjoy. And it's all for the glory of God. God's men living God's way for the glory of God. That's how we're living this. So we need to pursue, men, the hard things. Don't run from them, but pursue them. We desperately need this in our churches. We need it in our marriages, our families, in our businesses, our communities. And in this country, we need many more gritty men of God who are living God's way for the glory of God. Of God. Here's two questions and then we're going to close today. Number one, I'd like you just to think about this and as you write these things down, just think about them and write them down. What in your life today, currently, that is, that is, uh, that you're allowing in your life is killing your grittiness? Is there anything in your life today that you know is there and it's killing your grittiness? Number two, what discipline or activity 
do you need to add to your daily life that will develop your character and make you gritty? So number one, what in your life, if there is anything, are you allowing in your life that is keeping you from becoming gritty for the purpose and the cause of Christ to the glory of God? And number two, what disciplines can you implement in your life that will help you develop your character and make you gritty? All for God's glory. Thank you for watching and uh, tune back in. We're going to be putting these out at least once a week. And if you'd like to join uh, the Gritty Men Brotherhood, we'd love to hear from you. And you can contact me at John at Texoma, T-E-X-O-M-A, CowboyChurch.com. And I'd love to hear from you guys. God bless and stay gritty.